0: Consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com.
1: Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is... Cruise
2: Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Check us out online at cruiseradio.net.
0: On this show, Doug is going to talk to Barry Vaudrin, who is a cruise industry journalist. He produces the popular talk show Cruising Authority, found at cruisetalkshow.com. He'll talk about his recent sailing aboard Queen Mary 2. But first, Stuart, you're on the cruise guys here. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Norwegian Cruise Line revealed more on their upcoming Norwegian Breakaway today. Uh, uh, this time it was the Spa and fitness center, how's it look?
1: Well, it looks pretty good, and from what it sounds, from what everything that we're reading, when the ship debuts in April of 2013, uh, it, it uh, like Royal Caribbean, will have a two-story uh, spa facility, but uh, they are going to have uh, allegedly the first ever salt room at sea, huh. so if you like to have uh, salt in the room, <laughs> okay. uh, you'll really enjoy it. All uh, right. <laughs> I love salt. <laughs> yeah, hey, salt, uh, that, that's terrific, and uh, they're also you know making some uh, very interesting medical claims now uh, NCL I guess they their their medical team is making some claims but uh it is going to be housed in a two story 23,000 square foot facility and it sounds uh really nice uh they're going to you know it's going to be uh, a very uh, tranquil experience in their mandara spa and thermal suite, and um, you know the guests are going to really enjoy it, and it'll have a, of course, continuing with the, the New York flavor. But uh, what's very interesting is uh, uh, they claim that the salt room therapy has been quote proven to alleviate respiratory and skill ailments, strengthening the immune system, promoting better sleep, and have a long term positive impact on overall lung function.
0: Sounds nice. Carnival's third quarter earnings were announced this week uh Stuart, how how did the company fare overall with fuel prices and the accident earlier this year? Are they rebounding
1: well rebounding absolutely and uh i mean you, when, when you look at the results, they were down eight percent in revenues. They went from five point one in at the same time in two thousand eleven down to four point seven billion dollars uh, but uh, when you look at their uh, net revenues uh they they went from one point three billion down to one point two. Which means that uh, they've made a lot of very good cost-cutting um, measures and adjustments, uh, and that uh, fuel actually has helped them. Uh, you know, they do head some of their fuel costs, but uh, there has been a surge in bookings over the past six weeks uh, on their on their various brands, uh, which really says that there's a continued confidence in cruising. You know, cruising has continued to do well, you know, uh, throughout. And what a lot of people are forgetting is, you know, the thing that has really hit the cruise lines. The most. It's not the accident. It's the European economy. Uh But, uh, you know, the ships have been sailing full. It's always a question of at what price and ticket prices and bookings are on the rise.
0: Very good. Royal Caribbean Serenade of the Seas is ending cruises in Dubai. Is that just a lack of interest? And and did I read where uh, Serenade is going to be moved to New Orleans for 2013 to 14?
1: It will. And, um, I mean, you can always surmise, I mean, you look at the pricing that overall demand. For the Dubai cruises uh, has been on the decline. Royal Caribbean's only been out there for two years. This will be the third season that they've uh, attempted it. It just hasn't picked up. North Americans don't cruise to Dubai, um, and uh, the Europeans uh, have you know really kind of backed off. So Royal Caribbean needs the ship because they're going to be getting rid of Monarch of the Seas uh, out of Canaveral, bringing in um, uh, Enchantment. Of the seas and moving in grandeur Grand into Baltimore, but once we get that uh, little shuffle game out of the way, um, uh, Mariner of the Seas, which is going to be in New Orleans this year, is being moved to Asia to uh, accompany uh, Voyager of the Seas. So they needed a, they needed another ship. Serenade of the, uh, the 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 Dubai Cruises wasn't faring very well. Uh, I think pricing right now on a seven night cruise is only from five ninety nine. So they figured, hey, we could do better. Let's bring it back to the U S. We need a ship in New Orleans. Uh, sorry, um, you know, our, our, sure. our, you know, sorry to, uh, Mobile, Alabama. It didn't work out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Last week, the Cruise Lines International Association, or CLIA, uh, and the European Cruise Council announced a change in lifeboat training. What was it? And will it have any effect on passengers?
1: Well, what, what they're doing is all of the, the drills when they have to essentially go through the full drills, when, the crew this really only has this only pertains to crew when they bring the boats down into the water um, instead of having a skeleton crew they will have a full crew to um, simulate a, a full lifeboat uh, you know a drill where you know let's say they were passengers so they are going to have crew members that will have to uh, be in the lifeboat versus uh, just the skeleton drills that they currently use. Uh, will that have any impact? No.
0: A Holland America ship failed a recent health inspection from the United States Center for Disease Control.
1: Well, it's, it's, it's shocking because, uh, you know, Veendam so since 1996 has had passing scores on 32 inspections. Um, but, uh, you know, she is a 16-year-old ship, and uh, she wound up, you know, a passing grade is 86 to 100, and Veendam wound up at 77. Uh. And some of the uh, things they were, you know, some of the things they were cited with were pretty shocking. But, uh, uh, you know, allegedly it has, you know, the measures have been uh, corrected and, uh, you know, they're just waiting for uh, a reinspection and uh, they should do uh, exceptionally well as always.
0: How often are ships inspected by the CDC? Twice a year. Okay. Carnival Dream was back in service on Saturday after her, after a two week FunShip 2.0 dry dock. Was it a success? And what are the new
1: offerings? You know, she is the third ship to go under the knife uh, under the uh, Carnival uh, 2.0, which, as I've always said, is more like a 3.0 because it's you know it's so far advanced. But uh, keep in mind that uh, what they did on this on Dream is they they're not putting the whole gamut of the FunShip uh, on there. Uh, it's not going to have the um, Guy Fieri Burger, uh, you know the burger joint, but uh, they are having uh, the Red Frog Rum Bar, the Blue Iguana Punchliner Comedy Club by George Lopez, and the uh, DJI Re, um Music uh, Group, where uh, you know they're having more fitting music versus uh, uh, you know the the traditional uh, elevator music that uh, had been played on cruise ships in the past. Right. But uh, ship's fine. Ship's doing really well. She'll do very. You know, she's going to do exceptionally well up there in Canaveral. And uh, the next one to go under the knife is Carnival Conquest uh, in the middle of October for two weeks.
0: Very good. We have a listener question from Facebook fan Dale Rodriguez. The wife and I are planning a Mediterranean cruise for next year, and Egypt is on our list. With the unrest and protests over there, is it safe to even consider Egypt at this point?
1: Well, I'd say right now, I mean, there are a few cruise lines that have it, they're uh, on their itineraries, and it's kind of a wait and see. Uh, within the last, you know, week, a uh, couple of cruise lines, actually now it's up to four cruise lines, have uh, pulled out of Egypt uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, you know, you could go ahead and you could book it, and you could see what what happens uh, out there. But uh, there is a there is a strong possibility that uh, you know because of continued unrest and violence in the area that uh, the cruise lines uh, will. Uh, you know could make a uh, a last minute itinerary change and you you may be disappointed but uh, I mean now you know now is not is certainly not the time to to be heading uh, you know to you know some of these countries Uh, Tunisia is is another one Um, is it's just not I mean the cruise lines are not going to risk the passengers or the ship safety uh, to you know to go to these kinds of regions considering uh, the violence that's been uh, going on so you know as far as next year who knows but uh, if if that's something that you do want to visit you know, go ahead and make the plans, but note that they may make uh, itinerary changes.
0: All right. Very good. Thank you, Stuart. You
1: bet. This is Cruise Radio. For
0: over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying.
3: I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now
0: tripinsurance.com.
2: Joining us now on Cruise Radio is Barry Vaudrin, and he had the chance to sail on a ship that I've dreamed about sailing on for years, um, the Queen Mary 2, a Cunard ship. And First off, Barry, welcome to Cruise Radio.
3: Doug, it's great to be on your show once again.
2: Yeah, I know. We sailed together, I think, in December, like middle of December or something. So you sailed on the uh, Queen Mary 2, you and your wife did, and you embarked out of uh, New York, and then you went over to Southampton. And so much to cover here. Let's just start with the basics. Uh, embarkation, how was that? Embarkation really was a
3: breeze. Actually, the ship cruises out of Brooklyn now, out of the Brooklyn Terminal. And they have it set up just for the Queen Mary 2, practically. Um, they have. Uh, we were in the uh, Princess Grill, and so they have private VIP entrance uh, boarding uh, for Princess Grill passengers and Queen's Grill passengers. So that was really slick. Um, But we got right on the ship and um, went into our uh, suite, and it was just uh, my wife gasped when she first walked into the room because it was so beautiful.
2: You said you were in the Princess Grill, so that makes me kind of think there are categories or classes on this ship. Is that right, or am I thinking way too Titanic?
3: Well, (laughs) it's not like Titanic. It's not like the old days where they had... Uh, classes first second third class or tourist class or whatever it's it's just like today's ships have categories different st- stateroom categories um, different like a grand
2: suite or owner suite right
3: right well the queen mary 2 is broken into three main categories there's the britannia restaurant passengers which is the the bulk of passengers okay and then there's the princess grill and queen's grill which are smaller groups and they dine in separate dining rooms
2: mm-hmm now, with the three different groups of guests, do they all throughout the cruise mingle with each other, or do they kind of stay in their own little area? Because I know, like Norwegian, with Norwegian Epic, they have their um, their haven up there, and the guests never leave the haven because it's like a ship within a ship, MSCs is the same way. Is Cunard like that, too?
3: Well, it, it, it's similar. Most of the passengers uh, can mix together, that, that's not a problem, but there are... Princess and Queen's Grill... There's a Princess and Queen's Grill Lounge, mm-hmm. which is exclusive only to those passengers.
2: Did you know that the drummer from Blink-182, ever since his um, plane wreck, his jet crash, and he almost died, um, he doesn't fly anymore over to Europe. He takes the the Queen Mary 2 back and forth from Southampton to New York when he travels, and they actually accommodate him, and they give him his own drum... Because he's a drummer for Blink-182, so they give him his own little drum room all off to the side. It's kind of cool. I just learned that the other day. I had no clue.
3: Where did you hear that? Because I was told that by the chef on the Queen yeah. Mary 2.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to think. It was someone who was actually on a sailing, and they said he was on his sailing, one of the music execs or something like that I was talking to. That, but, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool because he's afraid to fly. He takes the ship back and forth.
3: Well, and, and that's what's unique about Queen Mary 2. It's transportation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like it was in the old days of the liners where it, they use it as transportation to get from... You know, one side of the Atlantic to the other side of the Atlantic. But there are a a number of famous celebrities that use the Queen Mary two or used to use the QE2 to to get across the Atlantic. George Uh, Bush
2: was on it recently.
3: We were on two weeks after he was on it. Um, And on our crossing, the Prince of Abu Dhabi was on board We dined in the same dining room. The Queen Mary 2, yeah, it's a fabulous ship, and it, it really brings back an era of luxury that we, you just don't see too much anymore.
2: Because when you're sailing a crossing like that, you're not on it for ports. You're basically there to embark in New York or Southampton and get across the other across the Atlantic, right?
3: Right, right. You know, it's, uh, I, I remember being on the QE2. When I worked on the QE2, there was a, a, a group that always traveled by the QE2 across the Atlantic, the Cure Mm-hmm. The, the group, yeah. The Cure. And I, I didn't know who they were, but I did meet them and talk with them and found that that was fascinating that they would cross on the QE2 because they didn't like to fly. Um, Neil Diamond, he was on the QE2. And yes, a lot of celebrities cross Atlantic on Queen Mary 2 still. You know, it's it, it, the Queen Mary 2 transatlantic is a unique experience. There's a legacy behind it. There's history behind it because that's the way the people used to get, from, you know, that was the only way to get across the Atlantic. So there's so much history um, to to an Atlantic crossing, which makes it so much different than a cruise. In fact, you don't call it a cruise. Mm-hmm. You call it a crossing. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to, not to cross words there, right. because it, <laughs> it truly is. It's a crossing, and it's very unique, because um, there's there's an energy on board that is unique to a, a crossing across the Atlantic, because you, there's a camaraderie sure of the, among the passengers they're they're accomplishing something they're getting from point a to point b across the pond so to speak so it's it's very unique experience
2: you were mentioning the restaurants um how was the food on board princess
3: grill queen's grill um is the finest dining at sea they will go they'll bend backwards and forwards to to bring you whatever you want my wife for example when the first day that we got in our um got to our table um i told the waiter that my wife likes sweet tea a certain way because mm-hmm. they didn't the, the sweet tea that they had or the tea they had on the ship just wasn't the way she liked it so they brewed every day special sweet tea just for my wife wow and brought it to her every single meal that we had that's so cool
2: when i think of entertainment for these crossings as you said um is it more along the lines of like ballroom dancing and such or are there broadway shows like you find on other liners queen mary 2 has
3: some of the best entertainment that is more entertainment than your typical cruise ship the reason why is because there there are so many hours of the day to to uh, try to entertain the passengers. I mean, for six, seven days, you're at sea. Sure. there's nothing else to do. So the ship has bigger spaces for to wander, uh, more places to go in the ship, uh, more activities, and there's constantly shows. Now the shows are are Broadway type production shows. Mm -hmm. Their um, theater is fantastic. Now, one thing that the Queen Mary 2 has that that no other ship has, and that's a planetarium. You can actually sit in and watch a planetarium show. cool! There's this huge planetarium dome that lowers down over the seats, and and they bring out the stars, and they bring out like the... It's really incredible.
2: Is that in the main show theater?
3: No, it's a separate... It's called Illuminations. It's a separate room for lectures and planetarium shows and is it free it is it's all included they also have 3d programs too movies 3d 3d movies
2: back to the dining for a second are there specialty restaurants
3: on there well, there's, there's basically the Britannia restaurant, the, Queen, the,
2: the main the dining, main
3: room. dining okay. room, which is a really wonderful dining room. My, my wife and I ate in there one uh, day for lunch because I wanted to eat in there. That, that room has such an Art Deco feel, and it's so grand. Sure. And it's beautiful. So um, there's a Britannia restaurant. There's the Queen's Grill restaurant. There's the Princess Grill restaurant. There's a Todd English restaurant. Todd English is, is a celebrity chef, okay. and he has his own restaurant uh, all over the country, but on the Queen Mary, too, he has his own restaurant. Um, it's really nice. Yeah, a very like, uh, specialty restaurant. Yeah. A la carte. Um, it, it's a la carte. Oh, a la carte. Okay, gotcha. Right, so you order what you want from the menu. Uh, and then there is also the Golden Lion Pub, where you can get some fantastic fish and chips, just like in England. Inclusive? Uh, it's all inclusive. Okay, yeah.
2: nice. For the listeners who may be considering or leaning towards a crossing, uh, wh- how would you sum it up for them?
3: I, I would say if, if you're the type of person who's been there, done that, you've traveled the world, you've been you know on all the f- fabulous cruise lines, and you haven't done a transatlantic crossing on the Queen Mary 2 yet, it, it really is a, an absolute must to to put on your bucket list because... Again, a transatlantic crossing is so very special. It's unique. It's historical. It's regal. It, there's a legacy behind it, and it, it's it's worth every penny.
2: Barry Vodran, the cruise journalist, with us here on Cruise Radio. Thank you so much for being here, man. Doug, always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on your show.
0: All right, that's going to do it. Don't forget, you can take Cruise Radio with you wherever you go.
2: We have an app. Just search Cruise Radio Live in your smartphone app store. And if you don't have a smartphone, get the news from our website at cruiseradio.net. Just put your email in the upper right-hand corner.
0: From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. I'm Doug Parker. Ah, and this is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio.